Welcome to another Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive medium, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I created the show with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping people in their own way. Together, we can all make a difference, and it starts with love, love from the hip. The universal laws are the unchanging laws of our universe. The universe lives in harmony and order by virtue of these laws. They are a combination of science, spirit, and metaphysics, and they give our life deeper meaning by serving as guiding principles. While they are often associated with the Hawaiian practice of Ho'oponopono, they are also said to come from Hermetic philosophy, a branch of philosophy dating back to the first century A.D., The seven universal laws are thought to be the seven principles of Hermetic philosophy, developed by Hermes Trismegistus. He is considered the founder of science, religion, mathematics, alchemy, philosophy, medicine, and magic. His work went on to later influence ancient Greek and Egyptian cultures, and he is associated with the Greek god Hermes and the Egyptian god Thoth. His ideology was ahead of its time and explored the inner relationship between the material and the divine. In 1908, his ancient teachings were finally compiled and written down in the Kabbalion, authored by William Walker Atkinson. These seven hermetic principles include the principle of mentalism, correspondence, vibration, polarity, rhythm, cause and effect, and lastly, gender. While some say there are only seven universal laws, others claim that there are 12. These 12 include the divine oneness, vibration, attraction, compensation, polarity, correspondence, inspired action, cause and effect, relativity, gender, perpetual transmutation of energy, and rhythm. The law of divine oneness emphasizes the interconnectedness of everything. The law of vibration reveals that everything, including ourselves and matter, vibrates at a specific frequency and is always in motion. And so, our vibrational frequency can influence how we experience our lives. Of course, the most popular universal law is the law of attraction. You attract what you focus on, or like attracts like. The law of correspondence emphasizes that our reality is a reflection of what is happening inside of us at the time. According to the law of inspired action, we must take the steps towards what we desire to have in our lives. The law of perpetual energy transmutation states that everything is constantly evolving and are changing energetically. Our thoughts can influence things to happen in the world. The law of cause and effect allows us to recognize the close connection between occurrences and actions. The law of compensation reveals that efforts will always pay off positively. The law of relativity reminds us that everything in our world is relative and that it is us, or more so our perspective, which gives meaning to the things we see. The law of polarity recognizes that everything in our world has two sides, dark and light, warm and cold, love and hate. Yet, these are the two sides to the same coin. The law of rhythm suggests that the natural order of the universe includes cycles, and we too have an inner rhythm we must pay attention to. Lastly, the law of gender has to do with the feminine and masculine existing in all things, and a balance must be achieved in order to live a life more authentically. The origin of universal laws is also said to be intrinsic, a knowing that has always been there. Yet this is very hard for us to wrap our minds around, because as creators, we need a point of origin. Inspirational speaker, channeler, and author Esther Hicks has been channeling a group of entities called Abraham since the 1980s. As said through Esther, whenever one feels moments of great love, exhilaration, or pure joy, that is the energy of source, and that is who Abraham is. Abraham's teachings have not only been extremely influential worldwide, but also they have covered various topics, many quite profound When asked about the origin of universal laws, Abraham explained, When we talk about universal laws, we are talking about vibration and universal response to vibration. Essentially, every thought we have is dual in nature, with a vibration of both unwanted and wanted, or present and absent. It is this duality which creates more thought. Abraham says it is hard for us humans to comprehend that our thoughts actually think. 
And while we humans seek to find the creator of universal laws because we tend to only acknowledge what we can perceive, we fail to understand that creation can go far beyond perception. Abraham uses the analogy of a tree falling in a forest. If a tree falls in a forest and no one is there to hear it, did it make a sound? So the origin, if we must label one, according to Abraham, is in fact a co-creation, something so expansive beyond our perception, a godlike figure or source energy, which already figured out these laws through our lenses or our ability to interpret vibration through our physical senses. These universal laws run as deep as we do. It can take a long time to fully comprehend them. It may require revisiting them again and again, each time gaining new awareness and or wisdom in order to integrate them into our lives. They can be likened to a manual for living our life really well. As author Bob Proctor said, when you are in harmony with universal laws, your life keeps getting better and better. Today on Love from the Hip, it is my pleasure to have the impact multiplier Felicia Searcy here with us. Felicia will share how she uses universal laws to help others to align with their absolute potential and step into a more successful life. She will also reveal her other wisdoms, including the Dream Activation Code, how to break the cycle of almost there, secrets to building a heart-centered and successful business, and so much more. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities? No problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at esteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my podcast, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the pleasure of having the impact multiplier, Felicia Searcy, here with us. Hi, Felicia. Hi. (laughs) Where are you joining us from today? I am in Tucson, Arizona. Oh, lovely. All that warm weather. Please send it this way. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes, it is starting to warm up, so you can have it all. (laughs) How long have you been a Unity Minister? Um, so an actual unity minister, that's an interesting question. And then you would think that it would be a cut and dry answer that, um, um, I, I moved to Tennessee back in 95 and was looking for, uh, a group and realized that there wasn't one at that point that I could really connect with and share, you know, new thought principles, uh, unity principles. And so I started a group as a lay person. So I started actually leading a group in 95, and then I became officially ordained in 2008. But I served as a, as a recognized minister for um, 
since actually 1996. Wow. And then you established your own church. Is that correct? Correct. I pioneered a unity church in Tennessee. Okay. And what made you leave your own church? So I did that for 15 years, Um, built it from the ground up, poured into it, loved it. And I got, I got a nudge to go broader in my reach and deeper in my message that, um, um, ministering a church is very different than running a transformational business mm-hmm. that, um, um, I addressed a number of different topics. It was, you know, really pouring into the community, a lot of pastoral care. And what I realized is that I really wanted to get laser focused on helping people unlock the power that you talked about in terms of universal law and be very systematic and, um, dialed in to uh, applying this in their lives um, to really create uh, an even more expansive life than what they've experienced and, and, and to be able to do it in a very different way than I was doing it um, in ministering. And I wanted to um, build up my own business. I wanted to grow my own financial abundance in order to be able to give more Mm. Um, that I, I, I wanted to, uh, build a deeper relationship with money. I wanted to grow my ability to generate money so I could then become a, a much greater philanthropist, you right. know, serving with a business and then uh, um, contributing to charities that are really meaningful to me. I love that. And now you had said that people were coming in, pouring into your church and you were inspiring them, but it wasn't as though they were really making the change. And so yeah. go ahead. Yeah. So, so what I saw was that people were, you know, absorbing the information. They'd come in Sunday morning and, and they'd get inspired and they were comforted and there was a wonderful community, but they weren't making the profound changes, applying these universal laws that I knew was possible. And I wasn't in the position to really work with them in the way that I knew was necessary to really drill down deep and basically coach them. Ministering and coaching are two very different things. And I wanted to learn how to unlock these laws even more. And so I I knew that to make the kind of impact that I wanted to make, get out of the locale of where I was and really go international and to go much deeper in a very specific system, I'd have to, uh, not that I have to, but that I got to build a business with it. Yeah, that's awesome. And you're still in service to other people. Now, I absolutely. <laughs> I have to ask you, so where did this message come from? Was it God who nudged you into the work that you do today? Well, what's interesting is that I got, I got a physiological, physical nudge um, for ministering that I was in. I'd always kind of toyed with, I should do something spiritual in the back of my mind, especially, you know, after I found these principles at the age 22, I applied them, my life took off and I wanted to help other people with it, didn't really know what that was. And so I'm sitting in a retreat and being led in a meditation of, you know, what's your purpose? Um, what, what is, what is mine to do? And I kept feeling this push on my back and I'm like, who's up doing at during this time right Uh and why why are they behind me because it was like I I felt like I was literally being pushed out of my chair and so I'm like brushing it off right my eyes are closed (laughs) trying to be in this meditation and I'm literally just like brushing like leave me alone whoever you are and then all of a sudden I heard get out there and be my mouthpiece Hmm. quit messing around and I thought it was ministry and it was for a really long time. And then I became more and more dissatisfied. And one of the things that I want people to understand is that your dissatisfaction is not um, a sign of being ungrateful. It's a sign that you no longer fit your current life. And this universal intelligence is asking you to expand into an even greater version of yourself first and your life. Hmm. And so I started feeling the pinch and, and again, it was one of those boom kind of moments where um, we were actually in Alaska, my husband and I at the time, and, you know, fell asleep, woke up like three in the morning. It was still light because it's, we were there in the summer and just cried and cried and cried and cried, fell back to sleep, woke up, I'm complete. 
Mm-hmm. I was complete. And I knew that it was time for me to move into this next iteration of my work. So, so both times it was very, very defined, very clear. And did grieving the loss of your church help you to move forward? Yeah. 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 And it was a fast grief, you know, that it was just uh, broke loose, let it go. Yeah. And then and then I was complete. And I'm curious, is that something that you do with your clients? Do you also ask them to grieve what they're trying to let go of? If, if it's appropriate, right? If, it, if it's an experience with an, and, and I love what you're, um, what you're referring to, because so often people will hang on to what is because they're afraid to trust what's beyond that, mm-hmm. right? And, and this universal intelligence is nudging you to um, open up to an even greater possibility for yourself. And one of the things that I help my people understand that it's, it's not about necessarily achieving the goal it's the catalyst this this life force energy uses to grow us, to mm-hmm. help us discover an even greater version of ourselves. And so sometimes there is an element of grief. I grieved when I left teaching. I grieved when I left ministry. Um, and sometimes people will have that sense of grief. And sometimes they are so complete that there's there's no looking back. So it just really, it just depends. It's yeah. honoring yeah. whatever the process is um, for people as they step into their next iteration of what life is asking for them. All right. Now you use universal laws, and how did you come to understand what those were? <laughs> you make that sound like past tense, Cora. <laughs> <laughs> or how are you understanding still what they yeah, are, it's, right? <laughs> it's an ongoing thing, right? Uh-huh. And, and in fact, I just did a Facebook post on that, that our, one of the most dangerous things that you can say when we're talking about our own personal growth and development is that when you're hearing something like this, oh, yeah, thank you for, um, thank you for reminding me. Thank you for, thank you for the reminder, right? Because we assume that we know it just because we have the information. We assume that we know it and we know it to the level that we know it. And it's sufficient. There's a law of sufficiency. It's sufficient for what our current life is. It's not sufficient for the dream that's seeking to express through us and by means of us. And you mentioned Bob Proctor in the beginning, who I had the honor of studying with personally. And the thing that I admired, one of the things that I admired the most about Bob was his diligence with study and how he studied the same book for 62 years. Mm. Every day he got up and studied the same book, knowing that it was going to keep revealing a greater and greater degree of riches to him. And, you know, the book was Think and Grow Rich. And yeah. so no pun intended, right? <laughs> So, so I stay immersed in my own study. I study with high calibrated teachers. I invest highly in myself to be able to sit at the feet of some of the most powerful human potential teachers on the planet. Um, I stay in, uh, I, I listen every day. I read and I, 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 I study for understanding, mm-hmm. not for entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. I study for understanding in order to really um, come to know what is it to unlock this infinite well of power in me through these universal laws. And And, so be um, able to integrate it into your life, right? That's it. To apply it. Yeah. Yeah, And to, to, um, to uh, illustrate it in my life. So who was your mentor who turned you on to the universal laws? Well, there's several people who turn me on throughout the years. Um, and my, the, the, the woman that I've studied with the longest and most recently is Mary Morrissey. Um, okay. And, you know, I've been studying with her now for 13 years. And um, what I appreciate about Mary is the depth that she goes to and her commitment for continued study, that she does not rest on her, her laurels, that she's accomplished so much. And she's another one who's aware that there's more to be revealed. And then when Bob was on this side of things, I studied with Bob Proctor, who Mary and Bob were best friends. So those are my, those have been my primary teachers most recently for universal law. Now, of course, my whole unity background, that's what we study. So I went through a 10 year ordination process and studied deep, um, new thought principles deeply, which effectively are universal law. So, you know, Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, the, the, the co-founders of the unity movement, 
Ernest Holmes, the founder of um, Religious Science or Centers for Spiritual Living. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so all connected. So, yeah. so how did the knowledge of universal laws help you to unlock your own power? Well, it's, it's, it's the foundation for everything, right? So, so in order to really understand the answer, you know, that question and any answer that I would have, you know, let's look at what, what these primary laws are. I know that you read um, a really delicious list of them. <laughs> One of the things that I, I really focus on the power of our thinking, there's a guy by the name of Raymond Hollowell who wrote Working with the Law, who actually um, mentions different laws. It all comes down to the same thing. Basically, it all leads to the same thing. In a nutshell, we have been given this undescribable, this indescribable power to be able to create, that we are unlimited in our capacity to create. And what is this creative capacity? It's our thinking capacity, that we have been given this faculty of our imagination, where we are have the ability to generate images in our imagination. Now, we are the only species that we are aware of that can actually choose the images that we generate in our imagination. Those images then fire off physiological responses in our nervous system in the form of feelings. Mm -hmm. It's that sensation that is actually the vibration. It's, it's, It's the indicator of the vibration, the frequency at which we're vibrating that literally sends signals. We are constantly sending signals out into this invisible field of you know, the quantum field, according to quantum physics, where there are waves of unformed energy hanging out in what quantum physics calls superposition. And in some fantastical way, I don't understand this, but I don't have to understand the law of electricity to flip the switch for the light to come on, right? Yeah. That in some fantastical way, this unformed energy is literally organizing around our predominant thought and feeling, which actually defines our identity which is our energetic signature, which then creates our results. Hmm. Coming to understand that was a game changer for everything for me (laughs) because I, 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 you know, was developed with the belief that life was happening to me, Mm -hmm. that my circumstances defined me, that I could, I could work hard and change those circumstances. But there were some things that were just, um, up to luck or, you know, divine proclamation Sure, that I didn't really understand that I really had the power to transform things. And when I really began to understand the power of our thinking and the power of vibration, and that I actually had the ability to influence this energy around me, and that there was a power that was knocking at the door of my heart, inviting me to expand, it changed everything. Hmm. You know, my life went from, you know, one of desperation and darkness and um, overwhelm and frustration and belief that I didn't get to have the good things that other people had to a life of fulfillment and joy and abundance and love, Mm -hmm. um, contribution. It got easier, too, I imagine. Ease, yes, much easier. So would you say then that universal laws help us to understand ourselves more and also our place in it? So in terms of understanding ourselves more, I don't know that the universal laws help us understand ourselves more. I think as we come to understand the laws, we come to understand who we really are, Mm -hmm. right? That we, we understand ourselves as creative beings. We understand ourselves as having um, um, dominion over our thinking and that our thinking is the genesis of uh, creation. So I think the container of the universal laws, the the study of universal laws leads to a greater understanding of the reality of who we really are. They help us remember who we really are. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) So I have to ask you, what sorts of clients and or situations do you specifically work with? So I work, the the primary people who come to me are people who have had some semblance of this. um, And they've 
they've achieved a decent level of success, and yet there's still a longing. There's still a dissatisfaction. And they may know what's behind that. They may not necessarily they may not necessarily know what's behind it. They just know that they're meant for something more, that they want to um, expand their impact, they want to grow their presence, they want to experience life in a richer, freer, more fulfilling, easier way. They've, you know, possibly played around with quote the law of attraction. And yet they haven't created the life that they know somewhere deep down inside of them that's possible. Not all of them believes it, but there's enough of them that believe it that they start looking for help. Now, do you mostly work with women and also entrepreneurs and businesses? Well, what's interesting is that I didn't set out for that, right? It's just yeah. all of a sudden one day I looked at my client list because I'm not a business coach. I don't I do not do business strategy. This is what we talk about. Sure. I just happened to notice that most of the people, not everybody, but most of the people were entrepreneurs and wanted to um, understand how to grow their business in order to make a bigger impact. Now, I've worked with people who wanted to call in their beloved, their loved one. They wanted to work with improving their health. They wanted to grow their finances. And we work in all areas of your life because you're a full spectrum being. And these laws apply to everything. Mm -hmm. This is the way that we, we create. You're either creating intentionally or you're creating by default. So the majority of my folks are women. And I have some heart-centered men that have you know snuck in and add a beautiful dimension. And it just so happens that the primary people that I work with are entrepreneurs and we're applying the laws mm -hmm. and, and we apply the laws no matter what the situation is. That's great. Well, you know, as you know, nothing happens by mistake. <laughs> That's it. Yes. All right. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break, but everyone stay tuned for the weekly skinny up next and more love from the hip. On this weekly skinny, I would like to talk about resting rich face. Yes, you heard that right. I said rich. A study conducted at the University of Toronto by Nicholas Rule and Thora Bornstow-Tier, published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, found that people's faces can reveal whether they are rich or poor. Participants in the study were students ages 18 to 22. They were split into two groups. The first group was divided by those with family incomes under $60,000 and those with incomes over $100,000. They were then asked to pose for pictures without expressing any emotion. The second group of students were asked to look at the photograph faces and determine whether they were rich or poor. They not only guessed in a split second, but also guessed correctly, with roughly a 53% accuracy rate, which is above random chance. When asked how they determined who was rich or poor, not only was race or gender not a factor, but also the deciding participants were unaware of how they did it. Thora explained that people are unaware of what cues they are using when making these judgments. Nicholas conveyed how humans are hardwired to look for face-like stimuli, which is why the face is the first thing we notice when we look at somebody. We have special neurons in our brains, which specialize in facial recognition, which is why we can see faces in other objects like clouds, toast, and trees so easily. Both researchers, Thora and Nicholas, concluded that our faces tend to permanently reflect and reveal our experiences, even when we think we are not expressing any emotion. We can't even try to hide it. A resting rich face or a positive looking resting face signifies a lifetime of wealth and satisfaction. And while both students, rich and poor, appeared glum, wealthier students just looked less glum. Perhaps this is a result of a happier childhood. Nicholas added that we have 43 muscles in our face. And as with any other muscle in our body, the more you work them out, the larger they get. Sadly, the study also revealed how accumulated life experience was already sufficient enough to visibly change and shape these students' faces who were only between ages 18 to 22. This noticeable change in one's face based on their socioeconomic standing or social class reveals a potentially new contributing factor to the cycle of poverty. If we look poor, people tend to treat us that way, which becomes a hard cycle to break. 
Inevitably, we become marked, separated, and judged early on in our lives. This newfound discovery gives more evidence as to why stereotypes exist. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. If you are just tuning in, I'm having a wonderful discussion with the impact multiplier, Felicia Searcy. So, Felicia, I have to ask, what are the most common obstacles that keep us from stepping into our success? It's a great question. And, you know, there's a there's a variety of like different personal in terms of not feeling worthy, trusting your ability or not trusting your ability. But I, I tell you, the one that is universal, I don't care who you are. We have all been trained to trust our five senses. We've all been trained to trust our history, what we, you know, what came before, what other people say about us, and most importantly, what's happening in our world, mm-hmm. right? That we gather, we have an idea, and then we start gathering the evidence to determine whether that idea is possible or not. When we're talking about creating something, um, you know, really using this power that we've been given to create, what we're talking about is shifting our, our trust in conditions to shifting our trust into our ability to create through our thinking, trust in these, that these universal laws are actually in existence and at work, and trust in the power that is breathing us and moving through us and inspiring us. So the fundamental shared obstacle is more belief in what's happening in your world than in what's happening within you. Mm, Okay. Now, would you also say that past experiences can get in our way? Oh, I mean, it's all past experiences, right? And and it's the worst of past experiences that, you know, people have not been trained to say, wow, I I did that and I did that so I can do this. Mm -hmm. Most people have been trained to look at what didn't work and let that inform and influence. I was just going to ask, how do we not focus on the failure of what happened and more so on the successes of what did? Yeah, well, first of all, it's, it's, let's not even get into success or failure because then it's still you, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. The first place to start is really, uh, uh, you know, get into the study of these laws because then it becomes less about trusting yourself and more about trusting these laws, Mm -hmm. right? I don't have to trust myself that my foot's going to land on the ground because I trust the law of gravity. Right. Right. I trust that I don't have to know how to fly the airplane. I trust that engineers have worked with the law of gravity to get the airplane up and most importantly, get it down safely. Right. Exactly. Right? Uh-huh. And so it's the, 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 the place to start is to really come into study of how these laws work. So then you know that you can depend on those. You can depend on that as you build belief in yourself. Yeah. So what was the most, what was the biggest obstacle for you to step into your success? Yeah. So, so layers of it, right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so starting out, my background, I mean, you know, I I grew up in um, a very dark environment and there was a, you know, both my parents struggled with mental illness and there was addiction and lots of violence and, you know, so wired into me feelings of unworthiness, don't ask for too much. You know, we grew up um, financially, we weren't like abject poverty, but we certainly didn't struggle. have yeah. money, yeah, huge financial struggle. So that got wired in. That was a, that was a, a physiological pattern that got wired in and, and defined who I was. And so as I began to work with these laws, part of my struggle was believing that they actually worked, mm. right? Really believing that, wow, this could really happen. And then as I, as I um, started moving along my path and especially coming into business and building a business, the obstacle of who did I think I was to ask people to quote pay, especially mm-hmm. for spirituality, right? right? That's and huge. That, <laughs> yes. That was one that I really had to stare down. Um, If I was going to serve people, I had to be willing to allow them, my clients, to 
uh, say that they're worth investing in themselves with what I had to offer. And so, you know, the work was to get over that obstacle. And here's the thing. There's always a new obstacle because we're always on a growing edge. (laughs) So how do you get people to raise their prices? So one of the things that I really help people understand, in fact, you know, as I was uh, sharing with you, Sakura, I actually have, you know, a mini course coming up that we're going to be doing uh, quite a bit of work in uh, around this in that. Um, first of all, help people understand. So here's the thing to understand what you what comes so easy for you doesn't come easy for other people that you have an area of expertise that you are probably an unconscious competent and that it just it's so like Sakura is an amazing hypnotherapist that she you know her your ability to tune into people um and and really be present for them it's 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 a natural gift and you've developed it Hmm. what what I find is that people think everybody knows this everybody doesn't know it in fact, they're struggling because they don't know it. And so the first step is to own your expertise as you are um, in conversations with people. Then to understand that when people are exchanging money, they're not paying you. Yes, you're the receiver of it. What they're really doing is making a decision for themselves. They're saying, I want to change this. This is a solution to my problem. I believe this will help me. And you know what? I'm worth this. Mm -hmm. I'm worth having a different experience. And then I'm going to uh, declare that worthiness through the exchange of money. And so when you hesitate on really naming the value, you're making it about you. It's about you. When you say, I can't quote charge that much in that moment, you're making that dynamic about you. It's not about you. Hmm. It's about the other person. When you're able to own the value, then you're able to take a stand for that other person with unwavering conviction that you can help them and that you are projecting that through the level of investment that they're they're you're asking them to make. I can go to McDonald's and get a hamburger. I don't, you know, I'm, and McDonald's is a great restaurant and it's McDonald's and it's cheap and it's fast and you know, it it suffices. Right. When I eat, I don't want a sufficient dinner. I, I, I want the full experience. And so I'm not going to go to a cheap restaurant to get a full on experience. I'm going to go and, and invest in myself in a good, um, uh, you know, a, a, a really nice restaurant. It's the same thing. Yeah. You can be Walmart or you can be, you know, Nordstrom's. Yeah. And that's how you define yourself. I love that analogy. Now, I have to ask you also, how does victimhood hinder our business and our reputation? Yes. So if you're that's a great question. So if you're if you see yourself as a victim to anything, remember, we're constantly transmitting an energetic signature. And when you're when you're transmitting victimhood, then you're transmitting that the world is doing something to me. And when we're in business, the world owes me something. Mm-hmm. You know, the flip side of victimhood is that is that the world owes me something. And so now that interchange between you and a potential client or customer becomes, you need to do this because I need this. Otherwise I'm going to be a victim. Right. When we understand that there is no, I'm not, please hear me. I am not diminishing the experiences that you've been through. Believe me, I get it. You know, I've been there. Their experiences they inform us when we are a victim, they define us and you don't have access to your power and your potential and your brilliance and your beauty and your creativity. If you are functioning from a victim mentality, you literally cut yourself off from a key piece of yourself and you are now transmitting that this is who you are and people need to work with you in order for you to be okay. Once again, it becomes about you. Mm-hmm. I love that you shared that. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> yeah. 
And with that, we're going to take another break, but don't go anywhere. Love from the Hip will be right back. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. If you're planning on building a home or a major landscaping project, you'll want the team of Stone Resources on your side. Safely, effectively, and correctly working with our unique terrain requires local knowledge and environmental care. For 21 years, Stone Resources has been making sure their customers' biggest investment is on solid ground. Trust your next earth-moving project to Stone Resources. Call 425 754-6792. That's 425-754-6792. Stone Resources. We make the earth move. And remember, if you need dirt or have dirt to get rid of, you can call on us. 425-754-6792. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. If you're just joining us, I have Felicia Searcy here with us. And so, Felicia, what is the dream activation code that you speak about? Yeah, so this this conversation about universal law can be very big and conceptual and abstract, and it can feel inspiring, but, you know, how do you actually take it and apply it, Right. So, you know, I took my background as an educator. I actually taught special ed for several years. And it's like, okay, how do we simplify this? How do we make it where it's doable? And so I came up with a, um, a system, Dream Activation Code, of what are the steps to unlock the power of universal law? So if we really believe that our thinking has something to do with our results, then the first place to start is to design a life that you would love. And it's, it's the, the quintessential question that I work with with people is, what would you love knowing that it is love itself seeking to express through you and by means of you? So you begin with the, the design, the dream. So what is it that you would really love? And you, you create a very clear image. You write that vision out. You, you really see yourself in that vision. Now, if you go back to what I shared earlier, the whole purpose of that dream is to wake you up to more of who you are created to be. You know, when I think about, you know, my my clients and, you know, there's a woman, Becky, who um, when she came to me, she was really struggling. Her business was barely making it. She woke up on Sunday morning with a knot in her stomach, you know, playing a shell game with money because that was the day that she did the books and had to pay people. And she saw herself as a struggling entrepreneur. When she began to work with this and understand that there are these laws that govern our results and began to put on, so what would I love? And she began to work with uh, uh, the second step of relating to your results. She was a perfect fit for her current results. She was not a fit for her dream results. So the, 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 the system, as you work with the universal law, is that you begin to identify yourself as the person who achieved this dream before it actually happens. We can have anything that we're in harmony with, and you're in harmony with what you have identified yourself as. And so Becky identified herself 
as somebody who's struggling financially, she was really struggling with money in business. And as she began to learn how to let the dream be the loudest voice in her head, then rather than what was going on in the land of her facts, and really began to put on the, the identity of being a highly successful woman, coming from a place of expansiveness and increase, which is step three, um, express increase, then, then what happens is, is that she was able to tap into a stream of intelligence that's always guiding us with inspired action. Step four is activate your brilliance, that you're generating state by putting on the persona, putting on the identity of the person who achieved the dream, rehearsing it in your mind, living in it before your world gives you permission, knowing that this is how you're making a difference. Now you have access to ideas and opportunities that have always been there. Hmm. Back to the, you know, the conversation of flight. You know, if I want to get from Tucson to Seattle 500 years ago, I walked, right? Every step along the way, we had the capacity to get on an airplane. We just weren't thinking from that state of awareness. And so as you're really working with this, now you're able to tap in and hear the ideas, see the opportunities that are always there and act on them from the expectation of success, right? Most people hedge their bets. Mm-hmm. They, they're not sure if it's going to work. And so Becky learned how to walk confidently and take action from the expectation of um, that she was going to be successful as she put her dream into motion. And then all along, masterminding with a partner and believing, which I'm so grateful that I got to be her mentor, you know, and Becky today, and this is what can happen and what happens with, you know, my clients, the hundreds of people I've had the honor of working with, she went from struggling financially with that one business, wondering if she should shut it down to now she is a multiple seven figure business working 20, 30 hours a week before she was working 60, 70 hours a week. She owns three businesses. As she's enriched her husband, uh, relationship with her husband, relationship with friends, relationship with herself. But here's the thing. The results are great, but that's not the reason for your dream. It goes back to what I shared earlier. It's for who you become in the process. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I have so loved in watching Becky as she's leaned into learning how to unlock the power of these laws and put it in service to her dream She has become this woman of calm assurance, calm confidence, who knows who she is as she walks in this world, completely loved and supported by this universal intelligence. That's beautiful. And so essentially, the more that we know who we are, the bigger our dreams become. That's it. Yeah. And then you use the technique you call zip in the zip in the skin. Yes. So you zip yourself into the skin. So remember that the purpose of the dream is to wake you up to more of your magnificence. Mm-hmm. And many people refer to your future self. Right. So you want to ask, all right, who is the person who's doing this? Who's the person who achieved those results? How does that, per- if it all worked out, how do you feel? How does that person listen to this podcast or this radio show? How does that person brush her teeth? How does that person make a sandwich? Because you're going to, you're somebody, we're always transmitting a signal. You're either transmitting the signal of your current identification, which created your current results, which by the way, are good, or you're putting on being the person who achieved those results before they actually happen. And so you're literally zipping yourself in that person's skin and you're, it's, it's the rigor. This is the rigorous discipline of keep bringing yourself back to, nope, I'm this person who achieved that result. This is what it feels like in my body. This is what it sounds like in my voice. This is how I spread mayonnaise on a piece of bread um, yeah. as this person that I zipped myself into their skin. And even their physical benefits, right? Yeah, absolutely. That yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So really quick, can you talk about the almost it cycle? Yeah. So what I find is that people have dreams and they build toward them and, 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 and then they begin to water their dream down because they don't quite believe that it can really happen. And they, they settle. So an almost it, you know, it's, you live from an almost it. It's really good. 
it's good, but it's not what you are designed to live. And somewhere along the line, you tapped it down, you watered it down, you settled, you're making good okay when this infinite intelligence is wanting so much more for you. So it's the line between what you think you can do and where you leap into the unknown. And it's, it's the real risk. Most people stay on this side of the barrier of, yeah, this is okay. <laughs> but deep down, it's not. Well, and really quick, is it ever too late to start? No. <laughs> no, I've had clients in their 60s, 70s. You know, I've, I've had clients in their 80s where they realize, wow, you know what? There's still something more for me. Wow, I love that. Well, I'm going to have to bring you back for another show. There's so much more information to share yeah. with my listeners. But how can my listeners learn more about you and your coaching programs? Yeah, so obviously go to my website, FeliciaCircy.com. And I put together a very specific spiritual success toolkit. Visioning is the foundation for everything. So it's an entire toolkit to walk you through uh, hearing your vision, writing your vision, and then a daily practice of knowing what to do with your vision once you have it. So it's the art and the science of visioning. I love that. Well, thank you again, Felicia, for being here and for helping people to step into their big dreams. So important. And it's everything. <laughs> and thank you to Eric, my talented producer, you the listener, KKNW, Timber Country, and Cape Town Zone Radio. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. Tune in next Wednesday for another episode of Love from the Hip. And stay kind out there, stay true to you, and don't forget, make self-love contagious. Go ahead, I dare ya. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Learn more Sakura Skin and Mind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A Skin and Mind.com. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R dot com.